I always said, if I ever become a parent, I will never let it change my home. But as I sit here and record now, my lounge looks like a soft play area. ridiculous isn't it and and also you see all these like aesthetically pleasing toys like people have all those wooden ones that are like pastel colors no oh that's me oh, no, oh that's me come on I, I have to say i'm like why don't they make toys more attractive i can't bear all the bright colors and i did buy her so i've got one it's like a little seat thing that she sits in it's lovely colours, Jenny. It's a grey, it's a pastel green. And it, 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 I'm aesthetically pleasing. But I have to say, I a friend of mine gave me a hand-me-down of a jumperoo thing. Yeah. Which has got all the colours. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gross to look at, but she loves it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we've. I saw your jumperoo. Bear's got the, a similar mm. one. Bear's is actually uglier than yours. It's The colours are even worse, if you can imagine that. Um, and he loves it. And this is the thing. It's like my friend who's a teacher, she's like, just give them all the bright colours. And it's like, oh, gosh, they really are. We spend so oh, long do they, decorating. They like that, do they? They like them. Oh, that's annoying, isn't it? So a friend of mine got this amazing jumper root. It's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. It was like made from pine and it was like pine and grey. It's like a Scandi design company. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Send me the link. £450. Good, thanks. No, no, no. Good, thanks. Mine was 20 quid off Facebook Marketplace. Brilliant. I mean, because you don't know that, you don't know if they're going to like it. No, like we we both made the uh, mistake of buying loads of different vessels to put our kids in (laughs) to see what they would sleep in. Don't like any of them. But the £20 one that I got from Facebook Marketplace, he loves it. Yeah, well, this hand-me-down is a life changer. In fact, people, I put it on Instagram and people message me going, ah, oh, I remember that, the circle of neglect, which I thought is the best <laughs> name for it. I mean, it's not neglectful. She's bouncing around like I've never seen a human being and there's loads of great tunes on it. She loves it. Oh, we Bear was in it the other day and me and Christian were sat on the sofa and we said to each other, did we buy this for him or for us, really? Who's benefited the most? <laughs> a bit of both. But it it, do you know both. what I find really funny? It looks like they're at their desk at work and they're just like doing admin. <laughs> so it's like they're just, yeah. I'm always like, sorry, Bear, you've got some emails to do. And he's like, I'm just going to take care of this, Karen. And then uh, yeah. anyone want a coffee from the kitchen while I'm in there? <laughs> And they'll sit there and they'll, they'll take it very seriously and then suddenly there'll be a new, like, boing and their yeah. face is like, oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, ours has got hanging monkeys. It is disgusting to look at. Hanging monkeys and Bear really wants this monkey and he spends most of his time just staring at it open mouth, like, reaching for the monkey. But it keeps him occupied. That's got to be good for development. Yeah. Surely. One day he'll you know, get that monkey. I'm, I think, I think like before we were parents, I don't know about you, you always thought, well, if I have a kid, oh, I'm just going to take them out into nature and I'm going to teach them things. <laughs> you don't realise that you have to entertain them 20 hours a day, basically. Mm. So that's not sustainable. Um, we all have good intentions, but Kenny has gone one step further. Did I mention this last episode? Sorry, baby brain. He's introduced us to Peppa Pig already. Oh, so good. Yeah, you did mention that. I'm so sorry. That's where we're at. So that sad. music will stick with you. Will stick I, with you for life, I think. 
I heard this weekend I was with quite a lot of parents and Bluey apparently is the show because apparently it's very dry humour. Um, Bluey Ooh. is a dog and it's very fun and it's got like adult friendly jokes too. So when they're a bit older, let's encourage love for Bluey. That seems to be... This is the funny thing. I've heard people like comment on Peppa Pig and apparently that it's quite uh, derogatory to the dad and there's some yeah. undertones of sexism or something. But I'm like, why are you even watching it? I mean, if, if she's watching Peppa Pig, I'm doing other stuff. Is Am I meant to be sat watching it with her? I don't uh, know. No, because... I'm just in... A, I'm in another room. I've gone to the gym. I'm just not... <laughs> I'm not sat and watching Peppa Pig. I, I don't go to the gym and neglect my child, FYI, but... Um, but you know when people are like saying, you know, there's all these undertones and I've heard that too. My main issue with Peppa Pig, which no one talks about, is that they all look like big dicks. The, pe- the pigs all look like penises. I think that's on you, Jenny. Long no, it's I not. Really do. Look, I don't. I don't know what penises you've seen in your life, but they, I don't think that Daddy Pig looks like a penis or look, Baby Pig or whatever they, they are. They look like willies. They all look like willies. They're just like willies that's... with legs that snort, and it's really horrible. <laughs> in glasses and always in like wellies. Yeah. Um, well, Will- that's ru- <laughs> willies don't, and wellies. Don't go there. Don't go there. Uh, welcome to two new mums. Um, two appalling mums. Who um, have learnt the best ways to neglect their children already at four months old? Um, I'm actually actually so glad you said that though, because today when he was in his jumperoo in front of Baby Sensory on the television, I did text my friend who does baby classes and I was like, I think I need to book some classes. Like, I think Bear needs to get out a bit. (laughs) But they're mesmerized just by anything, aren't they? Like, I do you know what I thought earlier? And this is something, because I thought this episode, oh, should we touch on the sleep regression? I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm no. so bored of talking about sleep. Um, she's, the, the regression's not, I don't know what, I don't know what she does anymore. I th- think I just sleep through half of it. I mean, I'm awake <laughs> the other night, but she'll have a night where she, okay, here's another thing. Can we just touch on this? The whole sleeping through, oh God, I'm getting into it again. I read the other day that sleeping through is considered five hours or more. Is that it? She was she was doing that from but that was that's great. I can say woo. She's I could have been yeah. showing off for months. Um, I mean she's not doing that now. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was like, is that what sleeping through his class does? Right. This anyway, is what annoys me because that's fantastic news. I read last night because Bear is five months officially in two days. So obviously I did the what should the baby be doing at five months Google because we always want to make sure we're hitting everything and I worry yeah. I'm not doing enough. Um, and it was like the babies should be sleeping through. Brace yourself for 10 to 12 hours a night. Yeah, do you know where it says that as well? On the NHS website. Shut up. Who are you talking to, <laughs> NHS? Yikes. Are you making... You see, the, the girls in my antenatal group were discussing this. And all my health visitor said she'd be sleeping... Th- my health visitor said, oh, by four or five months, she'll be sleeping through the night. Like, it's just, do they not know about these regressions? Because every single new mum I've spoken to has said to me, the hardest months are between four and six months. Yes. So they, their kids are all older than mine. They said four to six months was brutal. So where where is this? Stop reading. Do you know what? I've stopped reading everything. I don't feel guilt about anything because yeah. I'm like, I've given up. I adore my child, but I'm like, I don't feel guilty. Either. I've given up everything. I'm not going to a wedding next month. Yeah. We're not going on a holiday next month anymore. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's my decision and I feel good about it. But I don't feel any mum guilt because I'm giving her everything. And I don't mind. Like she's... The weird thing about this stage is I find her so... 
she's so much fun in the day um and she wakes up even in the night she woke up and I don't want to glamorize this too much because initially when she'd only slept for three hours I got so frustrated I screamed and woke Kenny up and he came in says everything okay and I said no I'm losing my mind um but I kind of screamed because I wanted him to wake up. Yeah, fine. And and absolutely at this point, you'd, you'd be doing Because I was that. like, I just, I just, there's nothing you can do, but I just need you to be up as well because this isn't fair. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. And I just need the moral support. Um, but then I sort of just woke up and she was awake between 1 and 4 a.m. the other night, but she, was, she, wasn't, she wasn't crying. She was just laughing. Yeah. She, and just like, blah, 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 blah. look at, I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, but there's nothing wrong with her because she's happy. So I was like, well, I can't. So I just stayed up with her and thought, well, I'll just, I'm just trying to do that thing, just lean into it. So at three in the morning, we're just having a chat. Wow. Um, God, you do just yeah, have to lean into it, don't you? You you have to because what you can't force them to go to sleep and they're not going to see. Like, well, we're up now. What should we do? Pop them in the jumper exactly. room, <laughs> put some baby sensory. Did I mention? Did I mention that I went? We went to Whitstable. No, that was only no. a few days ago, wasn't? Was it? Oh yeah. So we were, okay. So we went to Whitstable Seaside uh, for a night just to see some family, and um, we were like at the seaside. We'd obviously travelled all day. Then we were by the seaside. We took her out for dinner at night and everything. Um, and I thought, oh, this is gonna be a nightmare because it was one of these big cots, like not her normal cot. She went straight down and slept for like six solid hours. Oh, lovely. And I was like, well, what, what, the he- what the hell is this? Obviously, I was wide awake, couldn't sleep, and wondering why she's sleeping so much. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so that's what it's like at the moment. She'll either do like a massive, she'll either, I'll either go, oh, brilliant, it's over. There's yeah. been a few nights like that, and then there'll be other nights. It's so sporadic that, yeah, I realised I said I wasn't going to speak about sleep and i have done well, there's just the so much going minutes, on we we just found out they can yeah. have nightmares at this stage because bear he went down at half seven last night that was great we got him in in his bed we put the monitor on we snuck downstairs it was half seven we didn't know what to do with the evening we were like Fuck. but then half eight an hour later he woke up screaming like we've never known him obviously you're like is something wrong what's happened and we read that they can have nightmares at this age so i think he'd had a nightmare oh, that's interesting it's funny you say that because Eden's doing the same. Well, not sometimes it's been an hour after putting her down, she'll wake up, or sometimes it's like three hours, which is unacceptable in my book. Um, but <laughs> yeah, she'll wake up and there'll be something going on, and maybe it's maybe that's it as well. Oh, let's chuck nightmares in there with the regression, the Throw teething, and everything else. Yeah, so I'm sort of resigned to the fact now that I don't know what kind of night's sleep I'm going to get, but you're just going to have to get through it, ride that wave, ride and I've that- stopped. And you know the whole, what should I be doing during the sleep regression? Sleep training. I'm just, I don't read or look into anything now. I basically just take her up when she seems sleepy. And that can be between 8 and 10 p.m. And then sometimes <laughs> we'll stay in bed till, sometimes stay, we'll get up at 8. And sometimes, like yesterday, we get up at 11.30. Yeah. I'm just, I just don't care anymore. I'm just like, whatever gets, we get up when I feel like I can get up. That's yeah. That's my new way of doing it. So... <laughs> Don't know if that's the Gina Ford method, but because um, she isn't the boss of you. No, she's not. I'm not like. I mean, she is, but she's not. <laughs> you don't work uh, for her. You absolutely do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she doesn't make the decisions apart she from does. every single one of them. Yep. <laughs> she doesn't rule my life. Oh, sorry, she does. Forever. Are we going to enjoy? Are we going to enjoy this meal in the restaurant? No, no. of course not. 
Every well, it's time. Up to her. Every if she time wants the to, food, we will. It's when the food comes out. Every it's time. Never before or after. It's as Every the meal time. hits your fucking table. Their yeah. eyes are wide open. I listened to uh, a podcast the other day, had a midwife on and she was saying, she was talking about this stage between four and six months where you, uh, uh, apparently it's very common as well for you to feel a bit like you're losing yourself, which I think is how I felt because I've not, I'm like, God, I've not been able to do anything. And then I was like, and she was like, oh, you know, you need to just be less busy. And I thought, I don't think I've been that busy. (laughs) And then I thought back to the last four months of Eden's life and where she's been and what she's done. And she has been to the Peak District, to Brighton, to the Cotswolds three times. She's been to Whitstable, Mallorca, Leicester. Um, That's in four and three music festivals. So I was like, maybe I have been doing a bit too much. I haven't even left Nottingham in the time I've had bear. Maybe not, but you've had more sleep. You've been doing work though. And True. you've been to a Hindu. Oh, you've I did. I went more. to Bath. I went to Bath. Yeah, he, yeah. He has been. I feel, to I feel like you. Yeah, but you've done more. He might have done less, but you've been able to do more. So it's yeah. like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's it's weird though. I saw one a, a friend of yours at the weekend who you used to work with, and I was like, "Oh, have you seen Emmy recently?" And he went, "I actually did. She was <laughs> she was at a festival. I think it was like the day after she gave birth." <laughs> and it was like, do you remember when we just had kids and we felt like we had to go do things immediately because so there's something yes. seriously wrong with us? And he that, said, that. yeah, I, I said to her, are you okay? She was like, I don't know, I'm just here with my kids. <laughs> I don't think I did know. Um, that was that was two weeks after she was born. Gosh. It was her two-week, two-week birthday and we drove an hour, it was an hour away on our own, just me and Eden. And went to this festival. Um, it was it was like a family and friends festival. It was like a, yeah, and um, it was great. But that it was easier for me then, if I'm honest. She slept. Yeah. She just got in. She just did as she was told. She had no personality. She had no like opinions. She just <laughs> she just either slept or she didn't. And if she didn't sleep, she'd just feed, and that was it. Sleep or feed. Yeah, so. do you know, it, things were easier. And I think we went out lots when Bear was tiny. But I think we should have gone out more because it is easier to take in places when they're that little. Yeah, I agree. But um, but yeah, it's funny looking back. The other thing I thought, I was in the kitchen earlier and I was making... Oh, my head's just come round the door. She's angry, <laughs> is she? Okay, maybe I'll feed her. Um, I was making lunch and I thought I couldn't do this in the newborn days. You see, I couldn't put her down at all then. Whereas yeah. now I can whack her in a jumperoo. I can sit her on the sofa where she looks like an adult. Um, so it's <laughs> Isn't just... Isn't that fun? Yeah. 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 They just look like, oh, I'm just sitting here watching telly. Yeah. Have you got, um? it's called a, oh, it's either a bumbo or a bumba. Have you got one of them? Here yes, she I think is. that's the thing in front of me at the moment. Yeah, like... I saw yours. It's a similar thing. It's got a little, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, it's got like a little shelf with things she plays with on, on as well. Yeah, just sit a minute. Great. Yeah, it's amazing. But um, anyway, there's the roundup of where we are. More importantly, how is Baby Bear and how was the operation? Talk us through it. Baby Bear is doing very well, thank you. It's been a, it's only been a week, which is mad. It feels like his operation was a year ago. Like so much has happened in this week. I I can't. I've only seen a couple of pictures of him, but I've got to say, like, I cannot believe 
it, he, do, he, you know that you, you, the nurses had warned you like he'll look different. I don't think he looks different other than obviously his lips been like corrected, yeah. but not, but he doesn't look different. He looks the same and he just looks great. You can barely see it. Like, uh, yeah, we've had I the, mean, maybe that's just the picture I've seen, but it's very impressive. At the moment, the sky is barely noticeable. We've had the cleft nurse come over today. She did say we should probably remove that massive bogey, which we thought was a scab. So we were leaving it alone. But turns out he's had a bogey on his face for two days. So she's removed that. Um, and then um, she did bogey. say, "Isn't it weird they get bogeys? Uh, they get bogey, bogeys and earwax." I wasn't prepared for the earwax. Right, what I was like, about? you're just one of them kids, like that kid at school that everyone called yes. earwax kid. Like, is he going to be that kid? I'm so glad you've said that because I don't feel like I get very waxy ears as a grown-up. No. Maybe it's just a baby thing, but like someone said the other day, oh, she's got a bit of earwax. I was like, yes, I know, but it's not easy. I wash her Aww. ears every night, but it Aww. comes back pretty quick. It does. Waxy kid. Um, yeah, apparently in like three months, the scar will look quite bad. It goes really red and really tight and it will look like he's got a cleft lip again uh, because mm. that's just all the blood going to it for it to heal. Uh, but for now and, and after... Yeah, hardly noticeable. I mean, when we took him in, because we'd had the cancellation the first time, we were definitely in a more practical mind and we got to the ward and I was kind of okay. And then I was on this ward and it was a paediatrics ward. So it was kids with all different problems, not just cleft. And some of the babies on our ward were so poorly and the parents... Like the lady next to me had been there for 11 weeks since her baby would, was oh born gosh. and so I had a moment where I was like it, it weirdly it helped me because I kind of thought well at least we're yeah. only here for this and I got some perspective um, yeah. and then um, oh gosh I mean the moment they wheeled him away I couldn't breathe you know when you're a kid oh. and you're crying and your mum's like stop it because you're going to be sick because you're like I can't <laughs> and it was really strange because Christian went off with the surgeon and the team because only one of us could go so Christian went off with him and I stood in the ward and we were in a bay which was right near the main desk where all the nurses were and I was just going <laughs> no one came over to me so they, it was like a really quiet ward and just me going <laughs> <laughs> trying to like oh keep God. it together so that was really strange I was like someone please just come and hug me so like oh I could gosh. just let this out um then we just that, had I, li I literally just you saying that the thought of it makes me feel so <sighs> sick I just can't even begin to imagine like that's oh, that that pain and that feeling is the worst feeling I've ever had in my life um and I wouldn't wish it on anyone it really, I can't just, I can't even begin to describe it. It was horrible. And then we had three hours to kill. So we went to like the restaurant in the hospital and we were trying to just make small talk. And we were like, oh, this is the first date we've had since having him and trying to make, you know, light of it. But I can't remember anything we spoke about. And then when we got back to the ward, they were pretty much like, he's ready to go see if you want. And I've never moved quicker. So we both mm. went, but only I could go in. So Christian waited and as I was going in, I could hear this screaming and you know you can you know your babies cry. And I said to the nurse, That's my son and he's hungry, that's his hungry cry. So I ran round and when I first saw him, which is the bit they really prepare you for, he did not look like Bear. He was so swollen. He his oh. eyes were glazed. He was screaming and he's not a baby that really screams. He didn't smell like bear because he had all this like um, anesthetic on him. And I held him and I was just like, 
because the surgeon was there, I was like, oh, he's beautiful. But inside, I was yeah. really panicking, thinking, this isn't my son. This isn't the child I gave birth to. Like, it, it was really bizarre. So bizarre. And the first 24 hours after, obviously, you're just happy that they're safe and well. But I had yeah. to familiarize myself with my own son, which is the weirdest thing ever. Um, now that all the swelling's gone down, and like you say, Amy, he doesn't look too different, actually. Um, he's just bare, and he's fine, and he's yeah. happy again, and he's bare. But the initial day, he was able to go home that night, and we put him in bed, and me and Christian sat downstairs, and we both looked at each other, and we were like, are we allowed to say that we miss his old face? Like, are we allowed to say no. that? Yeah, because it just didn't look like bear. It was so strange. But the next day came, we woke up, and we were both like, oh my God, look at him, he just looks like Bear again. And it, it was just the swelling. And it was just Aww. him coming off his drugs. Um, but gosh, so many emotions, like so up and down. Because then you're just so happy it's done because it's been yeah. coming since my 20-week scan and now he's five months old. And then the first 24 hours afterwards at home, utter hell. I've never known anything like it. Like just crying, right. crying, in so much pain. We could only pain manage with Calpol and ibuprofen. So he was in so much pain. He wanted his milk, but he couldn't have his milk because it hurt him. Everything was difficult. He wouldn't go to sleep. He wouldn't nap. Then he was overtired. That first 24 hours, I just cried pretty much the full 24 hours. And they said to us, this could last two weeks. So we were bracing ourselves. The second day, good, like fine, better. Then the third day better. Then by like day four, Bear's back. Like it, it, he's absolutely smashed it. He's kind of shown us how to deal with it all and shown us how to be like, he's laughing and we're a bit sad and panicking. He's laughing at us like, what, what are you said about mum and dad? You kind of have to go with them, don't you? Um, so all in all, gosh, amazing, incredible. So glad it's done. Weird that it's behind us now. Like we're like, we don't have a cleft lip baby. That's really strange. Yeah. But, Honestly, this week, the roller coaster, you know, I said, like, ride that wave. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, the thought of ha having to go through it anyway, I felt ill for you. But, go the yeah, going through it, having messaged you and everything, I just, oh. But well done. You've done it. He's through it. And that's, yeah. that's that. And that is amazing. Babies are really, really resilient. You know, babies are, they are resilient, but can I just touch on something else? And I don't know if this is just, um, just with my partner, but dad gymnastics with babies is what I call it. Um, he loves just like throwing her about or like, oh. you know, just picks her up in one arm. And I know he's stronger than me and I, do, mm. I don't believe that he will drop her or anything like that, but I am like, can you, can you just wait till she's a bit bigger? She's still very small. I often and think the, as well they don't know their own strength, do they? Yeah, yeah. The annoying thing is, is she loves it and she's always laughing. So that's why he does. But I'm just like, <laughs> oh, and I know she's enjoying it, but I, I just see all the danger. Um, yeah. Whereas I don't think men see that. Dad's, it's no. just like, my friend's dad's do the same. I see them doing it. My friend's kid's dad's and I'm just like, oh, why? They're not a oh. toy. Yeah, you're not alone. Christian came home from the supermarket. He'd taken Bear to Tesco. And he was like, oh, we were having such a laugh in Tesco's. And I was like, 
oh yeah what, what, what was going on and he's like oh we do this new game that we call wobble wobble and i'm like well, what's that then and he Dude, said well this. i have him in his in his push chair and i'll just i'll run with him down the aisle and then i'll stop and i'll go wobble 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 and shake the push chair and i'm like oh great shaking is great yep that's um and he's like oh and he laughs so much and people were looking and laughing as well and i'm like no they were probably concerned they were probably checking on the phone to child (laughs) services you're going to get a knock at the door um wobble wobble (laughs) yeah no i wouldn't be into wobble wobble it's a bit like we were on the park and and to be honest it's a massive park there was nobody around we were on a sort of not even not even a hill not barely even an incline but kenny was doing a thing where he ran and then let go of the pram no 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 no, never let go of the pram and and i was like ah should we just not play this game i know you can play this game but should we uh, not? Let's other just games. do Let's other games. You know, I spy. Lovely. Go with that one. <laughs> I know they can't participate oh. as much, but not that no. one. No. Don't let go of the pram. Do you know, my, my friend's got two really lovely kids. They're both like preteen. Well, one's a teenager, but they're so lovely. And they just wanted to push Bear in his pram and they were so excited. But it was a bit hilly, the lake we were walking around. And every time it got to like an incline... I'd be like, I'll just, I'll just grab hold of that now because it's like, do you never let go of the pram? <laughs> Don't ever do that. This is the other thing. What are your thoughts on kids when they want to hold your baby? Because I've had it a I lot. I hate it. I hate, hate it. it. Absolutely hate it. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry to all my friends. So many friends are like, oh, she yeah. really wants to hold the baby. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I feel like I have to, I don't want to be like that overprotective mum. And I think it's good for them. And babies, they do seem to love children. Yeah. But, um, you know, and all my nieces and nephews, they all want a hold and they're all lining up and we make them sit on the sofa, the younger ones. But um, yeah, I hate it. Absolutely hate it. I'm glad it's not just me. Nothing. You you could be that parent that goes, do you mind if if I didn't? I think when she was really little, I could have done that a bit more. And I didn't. but maybe maybe they should be able to you know if they are sat down and the mum's always very carefully looking over over them but i still hate it yeah still hate it (laughs) i've definitely felt that before i had a kid i think i was one of those friends that people are like i don't really want jenny holding this kid like i think i was one of those people (laughs) and i've definitely had it where i've held my friend's kids and they've hovered around me with like their arms just ready to pounce yeah Yeah. i get it now i get it yeah yeah, but um, yeah, just don't, please don't offer. No, no not really. Oh. It's fine. Oh, they're I mean really that. excited. They, they really can't wait to see, you. they just, oh, they can't wait for cuddles again. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, I, st- oh, I don't know. I'm glad that's not just me. Um, so something else which we're, did I tell you we went to look around a nursery? A week or yeah, so ago. Yeah, you I think mentioned, I mentioned you were it. thinking yeah. about this. So we looked around it, liked it. It's up the road. It's on a farm. It's, it's lovely. I've still not replied to the email confirming. I just keep putting it off. I don't really want to. Oh, that's the thing. Of course, I don't want anyone else to look after her. But yeah. I am at the point where next month I'm going to start doing a bit of work again. Right. So that will be five months. She'll be five. I mean, literally a couple of weekend shifts from home as well. So it's great. Great yeah. way back into just doing something different, earning a bit of money, and also just like seeing what I want to see what I can do. Yeah. And I know you've been doing quite a bit of work. You've been doing quite a bit from home for a while, haven't you? But I guess you've yeah. got 
um, the privilege of Christian being able to feed him and yes. that kind of stuff. So it's, yep. I guess that's made it a bit easier, has it? I don't know. Like, I, but I don't think I would have been able to do anything. I mean, even doing the podcast can be like a lot. Like Zoom just yeah. failed on us, things like that. And you're like, ah, I've only got 10 minutes left. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah. going to see how it goes. But I think this is the problem, you know, is that you kind of think, well, I'll just go back to work. When, you, when you're when you pregnant, you're like, well, yeah, I'll just get someone to look after her or whatever. And then when it comes down to it, you're like, but who, actually who? My mum lives too far away. So does Kenny's mum, parents. And the only other option is is, is paid childcare. And then you realise that's expensive. Yes. And I don't... I don't mind, you know, like the nurseries a couple of afternoons a week is the minimum you can do. And I'm quite that happy for that. And it's, you know, that's affordable. But if you're going back to work five days a week and mm. you have to, and I think, you know, we, we are basically self-employed. We're presenters. We're not, we don't get holiday pay, anything like that. So we knew what we were signing up for. Yeah. And luckily, luckily the setup we've both got our bosses have been pretty really good with so we can kind of dip in dip into work and sort of pick and choose which has been great um but most people you know you can't do that and radio shows are quite short and maybe we can pre-record some of them that kind of stuff there's options but if you're doing a nine to five yeah and you've got to go back five days a week I mean that is who's looking after your baby it's just the sort of thing I just didn't really think about that much and I'm finding it really hard because I don't want to drop her now I don't want anyone else looking after her no, I don't want anyone, anyone else at all. It's awful. You can look at all the positives. Like before I had Bera, I was speaking to a lot of my friends that have like long days at work. And we were talking about the positives. Like, oh, well, it's really good to get them in nursery early because they socialize. And the, the, the teachers there know better things to do with your kids because it's their expertise. They could do messy play and stuff they can't really do at home. All mm. great. But then the reality is, yeah, when it is just that that's all great. But when you have to hand your baby over to somebody else who you don't know. Mm. might be a professional but you don't know him from Adam like yep. that is completely um it feels impossible it feels like that could never happen right now as far as I'm concerned it keeps me awake it really yeah. does I just you know because I don't see how I have any other option it has to it has to be a, a well a professional but that's still yeah. a stranger yeah um the other option is getting um a, a nanny or a babysitter whatever it is to come to my house for like a few hours in the afternoon so I can go into the office and do some and do work there yeah. that's another option and I think I'd, I'd be really happy with that actually because I'd know they were just there you know yeah um, but it's still you've got to pay for that and it's um yeah this is where it you will realize that it's quite unbalanced and I think the whole you know the whole having it all for women is, is bollocks, if to be quite frank. But, uh, luckily, like we've, I know we've chatted previously, like off air, that we're luckily at a point in our career where we've we've done a lot of the stuff we wanted to do, or just generally in life, you know, whether it be travel or, you know, career-wise. Um, and luckily, we're at a point where we're sort of a bit more established in our industries. So, mm. you know, I don't feel nervous dropping a few shifts that I'm never going to get work again. And that's very much the nature of our industry that there's always someone else who wants to take your place. But yes. I don't feel I don't feel that I don't feel that panic. But um, I equally don't want to step away for too long, purely for my, you know, it's my c- career, and also we, we, we've both worked really hard at what we've done. But it's but there's no way I could go back to you know thinking when I used to be on the breakfast show I can't even imagine how it would be possible for me to go back to that. 
you know, a show five mornings a week that takes up uh a lot of your time. Or if I was on an afternoon show or a drive show, how on on earth would you navigate, do you navigate that? I don't, unless you have childcare, there's no way. There's, there is no way. What, what I've found working the little bits that I have been, which like you say, are all from home. What, what makes it manageable is the level of control you have. Because with a child, the child and how they're going to be that day is completely out of your control that I've learned mm. that like anything you can control really, really helps. So like, yes. that's why, you know, if you've got a free day, it's just like, oh, great, because I don't have to hit being anywhere on time because I'm in control. Yeah. And So luckily, like we've got really good bosses. They've been really flexible, really lenient. Our, our jobs don't, the shows aren't that long. It's not like eight hours, is it? It's like a mm. three hour show. But times, so I've actually enjoyed it in a sense where I feel like me again when I do a show because our jobs yeah. are very personality driven and it makes yeah. us feel like us. You get the adrenaline, you get a distraction from being a mum for a little bit, which is always good. Yeah. Um, but you know times when I've been so cross and so angry that I'm having to work and so guilt, I feel guilty that I'm having time away from bear is when things out of my control happen, like technology fails me. Yeah. So like there's a day when um, I, I was actually in a studio, not from home. That's fine. I was like, I'll pop in, I'll pop home. It's 20 minutes from where I live. Everything failed me. The f- yeah. Everything broke. The desk broke. All the technology broke. And I was there hours and I was crying because I was like, this is keeping me away from bear. Whereas yeah. before it had just been annoying. So yeah. it's like, it's making it so you can still do your job, but it, you've got the control. And that is really, really hard. Yeah. It was really hard. And I just think the only way that when you see, you know, and I don't want to worry people who are pregnant thinking, oh my God, my career's over. It's not. You're just going to have to realise that, well, you're going to probably feel very different about what you prioritise. You know, we work, Jenny and I obviously work in an industry that's incredibly competitive and always has been. And you kind of have to give everything, like most industries, to be quite honest. But yeah. but I think once you come out the other side and you have a kid, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's parts of me that's felt more ambitious than ever. Um, but also I know that I can't execute that right now because this is my yeah. priority now. So it's kind of like, well, I'm going to have to put that, you know, on hold for a bit. Um, but I do want to get stuck back into it. But yeah, like finding the balance, my God, it's going to yeah. be tricky to navigate. And I'm really nervous about it because I also don't want to do things half-hearted. I don't want to look after her I hate it when you know even a few minutes ago I kind of I needed to feed her but also our zoom crashed and I was trying to breastfeed and restart my laptop and figure that out at the same time and I was just sweating and that's what I feel like my days are like just sweating around and I was like I'm not focusing on her like feeding off me you know I'm not focusing properly on this so I'm just doing everything half-assed and I hate that and yeah. that is what's really tough to swallow. I think when you've kind of been in control of your career or whatever you've been doing and you put everything into it, yeah. the thought of think, not doing things, you know, professionally or properly is, 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 is gutting. So I guess it's making space for each one and trying not to feel like shit about either. Yeah. And that's, that's the next thing that I guess we're going to, I'm going to definitely be navigating and you have been and... And I think yeah, you have tough. to, you really have to 
use your voice like you and i amy we are quite confident we don't mind a bit of confrontation we have to negotiate different contracts yearly as a presenter stuff like that so like we're okay with it but i've got lots of friends that have had kids and then they've been really nervous when it's come to the time when like the maternity's over and they've got to go back and maybe they that they would normally just say yes to everything and mm. they're they're where they work their places haven't been that kind to them and have not really considered that this is still a new mum figuring out life now with this huge responsibility who's probably mm. not excited about going back and that's not their priority anymore mm. and i've a few of them i've been quite shocked with how their workplaces have treated them and i've had to say to them no you need to really say this is what i need like if you want me to come back and and actually i think when you do push back a bit it's usually respected isn't it but they'll always try it first to see if you're gonna push back or not i don't know it's it's difficult i think i actually follow a few instagram accounts which are all about sort of you know workplace environments and and the reality is is i've said this to you before I didn't have a clue what this was like before having a kid. So how do mm. I expect any, you know, like, especially if you've got a male boss who maybe doesn't have kids or whatever, you know, how are they going to know? You know, they don't understand, one, how it feels, mm. um, the guilt that you're sort of riddled with of going back to work, but also just the, the mental challenge that you're, you know, if you're at work, I'm also always going to be half thinking about, is she all right? You know? Yeah. I'm not there. Um, yeah. It's just, it's incredible the, the shift. Um, and it's not a bad thing, but it's just, I was chatting to someone else today just about how our sort of modern world isn't, it's not really suited for motherhood. And this is where, why breastfeeding isn't continued for, you know, there was a statistic the other day, only 1% apparently of mums are exclusively breastfeeding at six months. And that's really shocking. And I just think, well, is wow. it? Because, yeah. You know, is it shocking? Because how are you meant to do anything? You can't breastfeed and go to work. You know, I'm going to be working, doing some stuff from home. But how on earth, if you, like me, you struggle to express as well, but you still want to continue breastfeeding, you're, you're bound to your child every yeah. couple of hours. You know, it's not, and and the, the modern world isn't set up for that and workplaces aren't set up for it. It's, um these days a lot of people move for their job as well which means like like you you don't have your family around the corner that can yeah because i think a lot of people always assume well when i get back to it the grandparents will have them mm. and that's not really the case anymore and that's actually a, a lot on them because yeah. you kind of you can think that but even if my mum was here i wouldn't want to like no. eden's hard work she needs you know she needs a lot of attention she needs you know, stimulation, being fed, like putting her down for sleep is, is hard work. I wouldn't want to even put that on my mum. Like it's, Same. you know, um, so, and I think a lot of my friends have found that with their parents. That actually, they kind of just want to do the the nice stuff, which is fine. If you're a grandparent, you've been through it. You don't want to go yeah. through it again. I <laughs> get so it. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, so you kind of can't put it all on them. So it's, um, yeah, it's also- I think that, um something like the guilt as well i think when you go back to work it's something where i guess if you're the parent that had the very quick two weeks off maybe when the baby was born and you've gone back you've you've never really dipped out of it properly but when you have had extended time off and then you go back you feel like you're you're going back to this so you couldn't possibly be where you've been with your kid how you have the whole time so it's like this guilt and a bad like I just went away for a night of the weekend to work at a festival for two days and 
the weekend before I went away for two nights and I was okay. Mm. Because this was like for work, I had such guilt and I was thinking, yeah. we, don't, we don't need to do this yet. Why am I doing this? And I was riddled mm. with guilt. And Christian had to sit me down before I left because I was so, so petrified of going and I really felt like I was letting Bear down. And he yeah. was like, what you have to remember is this is money for our family. So that's obviously, that's, you know, a big reason why you work. Um, and also it's good for Bear to see both mm. parents see working you, yeah. hard and, and yeah, to yeah. show them you know this is what you have to do to earn a living mm. um so there's all that but my gosh that transition when you've been off for a while is so hard yeah did you feel so, like you weren't quite there or yeah when i was there i was actually okay um the night not so much but while i was working yeah i was okay i was able to throw myself into work it was just yeah. getting away from him i felt like oh gosh i'm now uh, stepping up it's like you feel like, okay, I'm work Jenny and then I'm mum Jenny and then I'm like, right, I'm stepping back into work Jenny so I can't be mum Jenny anymore and it's hard to be both. It's really hard to be both. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not just physically and practically but me- like I say, mentally as well and yeah. doing a good job of either. I was chatting to um, a girl I met the other day who's who's an actress and um, she has two kids and she says that, and she does some quite big stuff and she um, takes them... Uh, she takes them on set with her, with her mum. And that's wow. how she does it. Two kids. Like, they're both quite young, but like three and one or something like that. But, I mean, that's a hell of a commitment. Gosh. Um, but I can't, but I don't know, maybe she has a trailer or something. It's not like Gwyneth Paltrow, by the way. This is, it sounds really awful. I can't actually remember her name, but she's, because that's baby brain, but she's been in some, like, you probably recognize. Anyway, um, but that's what I mean. Like, it, it's not mm. like she's an A-list celebrity or anything like that. But mm. she has managed to factor in, like, taking her kids. And that's the only mm. way she'll she'll work, which is... But it's different because something like that, she could probably be away for, like, a month or something. So, and you've got to figure these things out. And, yeah, I guess it's just... That's what I'm going to be doing over the next couple of months, I think, now. is That's going to be my thing, is figuring out how I can balance work and baby. But it's... Yeah. Um, this is why a lot of women end up going, do you know what? I'm going to quit what they were doing before and maybe become a yoga teacher or whatever it is because something that is your own hours that's under your own, you know, I get yeah. it. It is that um, level of control, I think. I mm. think that's really important. And in a lot of jobs, when you go back, you're under someone else's, Yeah. Uh, you know, you're being told what to do. It must be very strange. Yeah, it's tough. I'd be interested to hear actually from other mums how you do mm. it. Um, I'm permanently obsessed with like how people manage childcare or going anywhere without their kid. I just want to know how you do it. Like at the <laughs> moment, you know, because Eden's really, I mean, she didn't used to be this tricky to put down at night, but at the moment she is, I'm hoping she comes out of it. But I'm like, you know, it can take a really long time. Like I feel like I can't give that to someone else to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd feel bad because it's not just go, oh, you just give her a bottle of milk, you sing her a song and she goes down. It's more, well, I breastfeed her for about an hour and then when I think she's sort of gone limp enough, then I put her down, but sometimes you don't get it right, she'll kick off and sometimes it can take three times, then I have to feed her again. And it's like, how can I get anyone else to do that? It's mad. I don't, so, even, even Kenny can't do that at the moment. God, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, me and Christian are not ready at all to leave Bear with anyone other than the two of us. But that's the mm. two of us, whereas yours is more just you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
we're going to try and figure out a way for him to do it. But while I'm breastfeeding, I don't know what that is. But how is she with her bottles now? She will take a bottle, but um, obviously I can't. I'm I couldn't express. I was struggling with expressing, so it's formula. Um, which I don't mind giving her a bottle of formula at night, obviously, mm-hmm. but I would prefer if I could express to give her breast milk. But that's the other thing. Sometimes I see um, other posts of, you know, or other girls in antenatal and they just pump all the time, but I just, I couldn't get on board with it. I just, nothing was, I was getting nothing out of it, like a no. millimeter and it was taking 45 minutes. I just thought this is Ooh. insane. Um, yeah. I don't know where I went wrong or if I'm just not producing enough, but um yeah, so she can take the bottle, so it's, but yeah, there's like, imp- like I think I mentioned before, like when you breastfeed, there's melatonin in it, natural melatonin that you create at night so that she goes down. So I don't know how right. it works with formula. And sometimes I'll give it, she has fallen asleep with in my arms when I've given her some formula. So I guess that would be the way for Kenny to do it. But again, it's like, you've got to perfect the putting her down at the moment. And, and uh- this is it oh my gosh and like you carefully but you've got the arm under the do you have the arm under the head and you've got to really carefully pull it out this is what's killing us it's the the arm has to be under the head if you go arm all the way to the other side you're an idiot because then when you put them down you've got you can't get that arm out you might as well stand there and just let them sleep does it take him a few times to get down sometimes then i thought um straight down yeah or... with this sleep regression that's what we've really struggled with is putting him he'll be fast off he, he goes okay but yeah. then you put him off you and then Same. he wakes and it's yeah. just like and you Whereas put him down she... you're like, yeah you, you think you've done it and you look and he's looking at you wide awake with open eyes i'm like no you were asleep how did that happen i know i know <laughs> that is the difference with newborn i just put her down and that was it see you later yeah gone and even in that's it. until this regression she'd have a long feed put her down See you later. Now we found a little tip that helps. And if you are doing any formula like at night or a bottle or something, I don't know if I can advise this. What we do (laughs) Yeah, we just bless could you imagine? Just a shot of in whiskey, yeah. Do you know Um, there is that that was old advice. Wow. Well, those people must have been so desperate. But what we do is we just make the last bottle of the day a little bit warmer. And he see, it seems to, you know, like warm milk helps you yeah. sleep, doesn't it? So we, we put it in the perfect prep machine, which makes it the perfect temperature. And then we just put it in some boiling water for like 30 seconds. It's not too hot. It's not hurting him. But just a little bit warmer good seems tip. to knock him out. Very, mm. very good tip. Okay, well. And um, that's when he I'd... knows that's his bedtime one, I think. Right, maybe I'll try that I'll formula and make it a little bit warmer. A little um, bit warmer. Okay, well, on that note, I'm going to... Um, prepare some formula and warm it up and (laughs) (sighs) hope for the best hope it's not another night just a wake through the night who knows nobody knows nobody knows nobody knows but isn't it great to just constantly feel so alive because you're on your toes and you just don't (laughs) know what's around the corner like i've never felt more alive all the time just surviving i mean it's such a survival mate what's next yeah, who knows? Weirdly feel all right sometimes during that. I think my body is acclimatizing to, to a severe exhaustion, which is good. Which is good. Is that a good thing? <laughs> God knows, but it's happening. It's not a choice. It's not an option. So it's happening. It's all you can do. Thrive or survive. Ah, jolly good. See you next week then. Bye.
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.